Okay. I think somebody snuck vodka in my ice water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to catch that guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Tell him he's underpouring. <laughs> he's overpouring. Yeah. My, my be a splash, right? My bartender, my bartender is trying to turn me into an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we are start your engines. We are live. Okay. What's up, everybody? Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. My name is Mark DeMeo. I am joined with my whole co my my whole host, my co-host. <laughs> I'm a whole host too. <laughs> my whole host. Uh, man, this vodka is kicking in early. Uh, my co-host in all things law enforcement, very handsome Bill Cannon. What's up, Bill? How's it going, man? We got a great guest tonight. Yeah, our guest tonight is uh, is a retired NYPD detective. He's also uh, he was a John Jay College professor. He's the founder and the CEO of Forward Motion Life Success, Dr. Alfred S. Titus. What's up, Dr. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Very good. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's, it's, you look like you're in the squad room here. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's his buff this room. Is, <laughs> this is my little buff room slash office. You know, get you away set up from your things. man cave to look like the squad? Yeah, well, you know. Hey, did you put I, roaches and rats in there, job. too? <laughs> yeah, you put, yeah you put some roaches and rats in there <laughs> no i definitely left that what, what, what squads did you work in um i worked in the uh manhattan robbery squad and, and i worked in uh manhattan south homicide Those i loved you squads. guys yeah. yeah i loved you guys in the manhattan robbery squad man because i used to work in the two six i used to do robberies and burglaries over there oh, in, the, okay. in the ram yeah and uh you know most people get upset when you take a pattern for our audience if you get a string of robberies that happen and they all have the same MO, they're all similar in nature. Like for example, they all seem to be getting hit with a stun gun or getting knocked out and they don't know what happened. Like the, one of the patterns that I had um, at some point, once they start going to other precincts, that's when it comes a borough wide pattern. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it just crosses precinct boundaries. I used to get so fucking pissed when he did that because <laughs> a guy would do one in the 19th and I'd have 30 in the 2-3 yeah. and all of a sudden some guy jumped into a below 96th Street. Manhattan robbery, we're taking your pattern. I'm like, we, oh, we know who it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that was, that was, that's what I was getting at. I was getting at the, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, most, most guys, detectives, they get upset if you take their pattern. I'd be like, here, Manhattan robbery. Yeah, right. Thanks. <laughs> Let me know if you need any help. <laughs> Keep me posted. When did you retire? Oh, uh, I retired in 2016. Oh, okay. So it's not that long ago. Not that long ago. Four years. How wow, much time man. did you do? I did 23 years. So wait a minute. So, okay. You, you came out a couple of classes 90... after me. Yeah. What year I did came you come on? on? 93. Yeah, I came on in 92. Okay. Yeah. It was an old time. He came on in, in the... What, 80, 85. In, the 80s, I came in wow, 1970. Okay. He was yeah, part of the... Right. Uh, <laughs> wow. I came back right. from Nam. <laughs> that's not true i'm just saying I, all you okay. guys that came back from nam i respect yeah. the hell out of you you know i they said Absolutely. the 1969 class was all vietnam veterans oh really yeah wow. yeah it was like nice. supposedly nice. crazy yeah where are you now um i am working at a uh, john jay part-time 
And I uh, thought you were down south or something. No, no, I'm right here in uh, Long Island, New York. Oh, okay. I'm close. I don't know Still why, because I was reading your uh, the uh, the thing from the uh, your, uh, your the the company you founded, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like you were uh, down down south for some reason. I don't know why. No, no, no. I'm All right, still so you, here. You yeah. see, you're still with us. Yeah. And so you retired, and what are you doing now? It's just a um, it's well, your I, company. Yeah. Well, I, I retired, and I'm I'm teaching part time at John Jay, and I also have two companies. I have the company you mentioned, which is a nonprofit. And I have a consulting firm, A Titus Consulting, also. So, which is extra profit? Yes. So I'm making. You know, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> you got that platinum American Express card or what? Uh, not quite there yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely working on the black card. You know. Did you? Did you get, uh, I'm sorry. Did you get your PhD while you were still working? Um, I started my PhD while I was still working, and uh, it got to the final stage. The final stage of the of the PhD is the actual dissertation. Right. That's when you actually have to do the research. I had to retire at that point. Too much work, um, right? It was too much work. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I retired because it was that point in 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 my education where I needed to give it a hundred percent. You know. Right. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I was able to get my master's while I was in the homicide squad also. So that, you know, it, it's, it's doable. Right. You know? No, I got my master's when I was in the homicide squad too. Oh, but you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was in the 2-3 squad okay. and I started it. And then I had all the tours I needed. I could change my tour at will. Then right. I got transferred to the homicide squad. As you know, you got to do those four and twos. And I was like, oh, Absolutely. how am I going to go to class? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. It was tough. Yep. Well, you guys did it, man. God bless you. Yeah. And I okay. started right after 9-11. So the, the, the semester okay. after 9-11, John Jay basically just shut down. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, uh, my program was going on during 9-11. And when it happened, we had to take like uh, six six months to nine months off. Yeah. You know, so it kind of extended things. What is your uh, dissertation about? <clears throat> excuse me. My dissertation is... Um, an examination of how Homeland Security, how 9-11 basically, and how the police departments transformed and began to prepare for, um, to fortify the city and prepare after 9-11, how that affected community policing, how, how policing somewhat shifted because prior to uh, 9-11, it was all community policing, community policing. Then 9-11 happened and all of a sudden, Police departments now had to get new equipment. We had to do new training. We had a whole different mindset. Policing now became something else. So that kind of shifted police departments away from community policing for a short time. But we're going back in that direction now. So basically, that's that's what it was. Well, about. you know, it was they had to staff so many new units too. Absolutely. You know, uh, Joint Terrorist Absolutely. Task Force, uh, Counterterrorism yep. Units. Yep. Then they had those other units, SRG and all these other units that raced around the city. You know, we had, uh, I had Chief Anamona on a couple of weeks ago, and he uh, made a recommendation that the department actually get rid of seven precincts. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So it was, uh, I mean, he wrote, I was, the report he wrote was actually for John Jay College too. Oh, really? Okay. I'll get, I'll send it to you. Yeah, 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 that'll be great. Um, I, I know that they were. They were actually considering adding an extra precinct in Queens. Um, I, I think that got sidelined 
with the whole defunding the police. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like that was that was one of the plans. Yeah. Where was that one supposed to be? I'm not even sure what part of Queens it was supposed to be in. Because I know they split up the 105, right? Was I that believe it? so. Yeah. Maybe. You know Maybe what? It, it could it, it could be the 105 because I think that was the biggest. Oh, geographically, yeah, that's huge. The yeah. 105. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that 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 it would make sense to put it there. Yeah, they get a lot of homicides in the 105. Yes. No, I'm kidding, man. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a crime that made the newspaper in the 105? That never hardly yeah. ever happens. There's a few over there, but not that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's gonna be another hook house. <laughs> for all the for all the Long Island cupcakes, yeah, it's very close to Long Island. It's right there, the first. Floor. Yeah, and if you yeah. live in Long Island, you just jump on the Cross Island Parkway right there. Exactly. Yep. So I think that the uh, the elephant in the room is that we have to mention what happened uh, yesterday in, in our nation's yes. capital. And while you, while we're discussing it, I'm just going to put a couple of uh, pictures up on the screen. Oh, we're going to take a look. It looks like there's a wall of uh, tear gas there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that guy uh, is a senator or a congressman. <laughs> I don't know. He might be one of the new guys. Who knows? Yeah, he's brand new. <laughs> they don't know about him, though. <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, you know, we, we pay for it. We should have the opportunity to sit in that office every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you should get an appointment first. <laughs> they said there was like 3 million people there. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Al, what are your what are your feelings about what happened uh, yesterday? There's a lot of there's a lot of well, first of all, I definitely do not condone violence of any of any type, any form, whether it be <clears throat> Black Lives Matter, uh, Antifa, these guys. I don't know. I'm sure there's some of everything in here, um, all of the different uh you know groups. But um it's very unnerving. It, it, it just hey, makes us, it's, 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 my biggest concern is not the fact that they were protesting, not the fact that they wanted to get there, the fact that they got there, the fact that they got through, the fact that they got in, to me, that's a big problem. Yeah. You know, you know that shows a huge hole in our security, in national in national security. This is Washington D.C. We're not right. talking about, you know, some little state or little county. This is Washington D.C., the capital. Not only was it the capital, and I was talking about this uh, to my to, to my uh, fiance the other day, or just last night actually. Not only was it the capital, but there was something going on in the capital. There's one thing to breach the Capitol when there's nothing going on, so security is regular. But when there's a session going on, you would expect extra security. And hey, these guys practically just walked in, man. Yeah. Hey, Bill, can you just go back to that picture that you just showed before? Yep. Hang on a second. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Now, yeah. you see that guy's face right there? <laughs> How many people look? You see the way the guy's how close he is. How yeah. many people in one PP would miss that shot? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how they qualify. If you could hit that, the people in one PP, all of them. If you could hit that, you qualify. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you're mentioning about the security at uh, the Capitol. I had watched last night uh, two comedians that uh, friends of mine. 
that I know went to Washington DC and they, they were part of the whole thing. And the mm. one thing that they mentioned constantly in their whole hour of uh, talking about their experience was the fact that they had gone through the Capitol on two other occasions uh, with other Trump rallies and that they found it curious that they were able to walk through the parking lot as they were getting closer to the Capitol. They were like, wait a minute, this is weird because we're walking through the parking lot. The two other times that they had gone through to the Capitol, they could never get close. They couldn't get in. The parking lot was something that they already were denied access to. Right, right. My point is that it seemed like they could, they, they were cute. They just were surprised that they were getting so close to the building that there was no barricades for them. Mm -hmm. Um, that the, nobody was stopping them, that there was right. a police presence at that point. I did see a couple of barricades uh, getting taken down, mm -hmm. uh, but I also did see one, two videos. One is a little female officer and she's, she's waving them on to come, literally going like this to, wow. for them to come in. And I saw another video where the Capitol Police opened up the, the what we were just talking about those mm -hmm. uh, the, the guards the guardrails there they open yeah. them up so then they can come they can in come in yeah I, I mean there was already too. people in yeah so this that, that's pretty curious to me it's like um it's just uh I don't know what the purpose of that was you know you knew this wasn't a surprise this was something that was as a matter of fact the mayor of DC uh, said that she was going to do something with restricting hotels and parking and all this stuff so people would be discouraged to come. So they, and she also mentioned about calling the National Guard um, or having them on standby. So I don't know if if you knew they were coming, why, what was this lax of security? Why would they do that? I don't know whether exactly. it's, I'm not really sure. You know, Al, I just want to yeah. make a, a comment about it. I uh, abhor what happened. And I think that it's a, it's a stain on our country and on our government. But yet, how the, the hypocrites that are going to act like there hasn't been six months of riots going on all over the country, and they're going to act like this was the first thing of treachery. I mean, they've been burning half the country down. You know, they did it in New York. They did it in Minneapolis. They're doing states, it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 a lot, and a lot of the other, the other side has said nothing about the violence. They, some of them deny the existence of Antifa. Mm. Oh, they're just, it's just an idea. Biden said that. It's just an idea. No, it's very real. It, and, it is know, very real. Just like yes. these people that rioted and did these uh, illegal acts at the Trump rally, they're very real too. And there's mm -hmm. some organized people among them also. Absolutely. So it's just like the, hip the hypocrisy from both sides, you mm -hmm. know, is unbelievable. But as you said, I would never, ever support violence, you know. No, no. I, you know, it's, it's, it's very important that we, especially as, as a country, as America, I mean, we are the great America, United States of America. We have to set the example. What you see there is what you see in, 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 in small countries that are not as developed as we are, you know? Right. We, we need to understand that violence is not always the right way, you know? It, it, it's just not the way to, to get to a solution. Oh, I can tell you, I never voted for this guy. 
<laughs> you know what's ironic? You didn't vote for him? I didn't vote for him. So I don't know how he got to that wow. office. Yeah, well. You know what's funny is that they met, I think it was Schumer who said, um, this is not the way America acts uh, after an election. This looks like something that happened in Belarus or Venezuela. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting choice because, um, you know, when the Dominion machines were being uh, ridiculed uh, and the, there was uh, a lot of, you know, investigation going on about the Dominion machines, the mm. first place they were used in Venezuela. And uh, oh. that's, where, <laughs> that's where they tested it out with um by using them there and what was it over it was over an election that the people there felt like they were cheated out of it just was an interesting choice of words i'm not picking one side or the other but what i want to do right now is i want to take a minute and just give out a shout out to the people that are tuning in tonight okay Uh, dookie four thousand um she said she's sad what happened yeah i think we all are I, i i would definitely i'm very upset about it mimi um, I agree. Uh, Dookie again. Uh, let me see. Mimi. Uh, Carrie. Carrie Adesina. Um, She says, good evening. And uh, John Chris, what do you think is one of the most important things you can learn as police officers, example, report, writing, CPR training, et cetera? All right, we'll get to that. Uh, that's a long one. Um, one of the things that's that we a, learned. Uh, John Jay question. That, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah enroll in Dr. House <laughs> class. You'll find out. You, you know, know what? Jo- Joshua is Duty Ron's uh, engineer, and he lives in California. Oh, okay. And, uh, he, uh, thanks for listening to the show, Joshua. Howdy. I'll say howdy back to you. Well, one thing that we can learn is that, or one thing that I learned was that Democrats need police officers just as much as Republicans. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I wonder how they feel now about defunding, you know? I don't know. Yeah. They yeah. should have called some violence interrupters, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or social workers to social just workers, talk everybody yeah. down. You know, know? I just want to say, I just want to say this. My, I'm, I'm like a pretty simple dude when it comes to, uh, I'm a New Yorker, mm-hmm. um, pretty simple to figure out. I'm loyal to a fault. I have uh, loyalty to several different groups. People that I grew up with, do or die. Um, my brothers and sisters in blue, do or die. My comedy family, uh, anybody that I know from performing, acting and stuff like that, that's my family. So when it comes to uh, who do I protect and who I defend, that's what it is. And when you put in, uh, police officers in a harmful situation, in a situation where they're in fear, uh, you know, I can feel their hearts beating, you're being bum rushed by uh, hundreds of thousands of people. And I know exactly what that feels like because I work the West Indian Day Parade. So uh, what I'm saying is that I'm there with you and I, I, I disagree with violence people have to protest i've never protested anything in my life but if you feel like that's your freedom god bless you i don't want you're allowed to protest but this rioting is is not something that i'm for i know bill isn't for it either this show is not for that Mm -hmm. Uh, we're here to uh, you know for law enforcement purposes to protect um and to make sure everybody goes home safe and what happened over there was was disgusting and it, it, it embarrasses us you know, globally, they're all laughing at us right now. Yeah. We're supposed yeah. to have our shit together over here. 
Exactly. Like you said, we're no better than Belarus, even though I don't know what the fuck Belarus is. But <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met anybody from Belarus? I, 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 I've never even heard of Belarus, to be honest with you. But it uh, sounds nice, though, right? It sounds like a nice place. I might want to check it out. Let's we'll see. <laughs> you know, but back to this the situation yesterday. From what I've gathered and from what I've listened to, uh, it was everybody said the same exact thing that the left was saying during their protest. They, they were, oh, it was peaceful. It was peaceful. It was peaceful. And then what happened? There was a group of people who acted out, started destroying stuff. Mm. So basically protests on both sides are being taken over by anarchists. Yes. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. And they don't care. Happen. They just want to disrupt. Anarchists don't, you know, they want to destroy governments. They don't really have a solution or an answer for what will happen afterwards. It's just fun to see what happens, you know, to overthrow it or try to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Absolutely. It's interesting how they showed, um, like, I guess there's a lot of different investigations going on right now. One of the things they showed on the news was how one particular protester, I think, I don't know if you guys saw him, he had on some kind of outfit, he had, his face was painted. Yeah, he's guy. guy in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's very, you're absolutely right. But anyway, they, they actually showed how he's been in other protests. So they should be able to know who this guy is by now and get him out of the mix. You know, right. obviously he's part of the problem. Well, a, well, yesterday crimes you know? crimes were committed. They can arrest these people Absolutely. after the fact. You know, Absolutely. they can charge them federally. You know, Absolutely. okay, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, Donald Trump had that bill uh, about the ten years, doing ten years for. Yes. But the thing is, if this guy is the one, if he's your your poster boy, because he was uh, so identifiable, mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you, what do they got him on? Burglary. They got him on burglary. That's what they got him on. Yeah, that's a all right. And and now and now I'm me. pretty sure DC probably has some sort of laws that are kind of sort of similar to New York in that bail reform and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and misdemeanors disappearing. You're so right. Now you're going to charge. I don't care how many times you, you want to <laughs> federal it. You want to make it from heaven. It's a trespassing charge. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get a drop to trespassing. So that guy in particular, the guy that we're all talking about, I, I can't see what you're going to, you know, he's there taking pictures with the cops. Yeah. You know, he's in pictures with the police there. Yeah. And yeah. from what I heard from uh, people that I watched their stuff, at some point the doors were like kind of sort of open. They and were open. Right, right. And yeah. people were walking in and checking stuff out. Now there's yeah. people who are destroying stuff. People who are taking stuff, I guarantee you yeah. those people are going to have hell to pay. I, I saw yeah. a dude walking out with the lectern. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I saw I guess that he one. needs to give speeches wherever I he works, so. you know, and he wants the Washington, <laughs> D.C. real uh, lectern. Yes, you know? yes, yes, with the with the seal and everything. Al, we better not see yeah. you uh, lecturing at John Jay. Uh, in front no, of no. <laughs> it won't be me. <laughs> They, they seemed so comfortable, too. That's the interesting thing. Yes. yes. It wasn't like, uh, you know, with a mask covered, running in there. They they seemed to be there, you know, taking photo ops. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was strange. Was, yeah. Just it like everything strange. else that happened, uh, you know, there's so many questions to everything that went on in 2020. Yeah. You know, why? Why? 
I'm wearing a mask to go to the bathroom, but I'm sitting down with it. Just there's so many questions. Yeah, Yeah. true, true. Well, hopefully this is not a sign of things to come in 2021. You know, because what is this? uh, Six days in, and you know, chaos already. So hopefully, it's not a sign of what what's to come. You know. You know, Dr. Al, you wrote that paper that I read uh, that you yes. posted it on LinkedIn. Yeah. And basically yeah. the theme of it was um, that we have to work with each other and we have to get back to common sense. Yes. You, you yes. want to talk about that a little bit? Because that's well, probably the theme of what 2020 wasn't. Ex- you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I wrote the paper and I published it on LinkedIn because I wanted everybody to just kind of get a feel for it. I was hoping to get a lot of feedback. I got a, I got some feedback, but um. Basically, I mean, everything is left and right. There's no, not only is there no in the middle, but there's just no common sense to things, you know? Um, Our politicians seem to only be pushing their agenda without concern of what's best for the public. And that's, that's a problem, you know? And, and, and we continue to see it on both sides, on the Republican side and the Democratic side. So, you know, It just doesn't make sense to me why we can't have or why we can't as citizens demand a middle and make sure that there's a middle, you know? Yeah, because I I don't think that we've, as a country, we've moved far left. I I don't feel it. But although you see, and I'm going to mention a couple of things and then you could tell me what your feeling is on it. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture. Well, um, that's interesting because... I have a couple of businesses and, you know, I've been shut down basically because of COVID, not the cancel culture. But um, I think there are groups out there that are trying to send a message and they feel like they're not being heard and they're frustrated and they feel like that's the way to go. I don't necessarily feel that's the way to go. I think the, the, the problem is not with that particular business. No, no, Al, think- Al, I'm talking about canceling out historical figures for example oh, okay. like abraham lincoln uh okay. oh he, we didn't like he did this so we're gonna, we're gonna all the schools that are named lincoln we're now gonna <laughs> strip his name from it yeah like yeah. how you know columbus oh my god columbus was messing around with some hoes in argentina let's get rid of his <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah it's yeah, like how yeah, do you change history because all of a sudden you don't like what happened in history yeah yeah well there's a lot of different ways to look at that. Um, I, I can speak for African-Americans that a lot of the history that we feel that we were part of seems to be absent from these histories, from the history books and things like that. However, the history that, that is there, as, as long as it's factual, it should not be removed. I, I, I mean, we can add to the history that's already there. But to remove things doesn't really make sense to me. Even if it's because you can you can point um, at a statue, whatever. Well, a lot of those statues were put up in the South after the Civil War was already over, just mm-hmm. to just to uh, intimidate and scare. So that's a fact. Okay. Um, I can understand why a lot of this. You know, this country was founded on on you know on slavery. Yes. You know, a lot of people. So it's kind of it's this thing that it's not going to go away until it's it's actually dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, 
we do have uh, Ryan is uh, investigative group is uh, he can't imagine how the left would have reacted if law enforcement had fatally shot someone at a BLM demonstration. Talk about the lady who was uh, the woman who was killed. She was mm -hmm. um, she was a, a former military, 14 years of service. I think she did four tours in Afghanistan. Mm. I watched her video as she was entering into uh, or walking walking towards the Capitol. And I think a lot of people had that plan that we were going to make a difference. We were going to, you know, storm the Capitol, but not yes. like actually go inside the Capitol. Right. And once everybody was going, I, I, I can't imagine the mindset, though. I, I, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have done it, man. I don't think I would have went in either. You know, I, I don't Let's, know. Unless they told me there was like some sneakers in there that I could use for. <laughs> <laughs> they give away. There's no sneakers in the Capitol. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think so. Either. I saw no one coming out with Air Jordans. <laughs> or PS5s or anything like that. Did you see them coming out of Brooklyn? Remember when that, car, that video of that car stopping in front of that department store in Brooklyn and the girl... Uh, somebody gets yes. out and they, they're waiting for their somebody else to come out and they got all the boxes all the sneakers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well they were looting most of the people that went in there looting they, they were like they ain't shitting in here <laughs> true maybe they Very came out true. with some wingtips from the congressional here you know some of the congressmen yeah yeah yeah, yeah man that, that is but uh, but, but, but that is uh really sad i mean um, her husband, I think her husband was on the news or boyfriend, and you know he, he he said he's watching it and he's watching his wife or girlfriend laying there being you know after she was shot bleeding to death. I mean, it, it, it's just so sad that that it got to that point. Right. You know, like you know, how do you tell your kids or your family? Yeah, she was killed in a, a protest riot on the Capitol Hill. I mean. You know, that is things, something that's gonna be just go them. too far, man. You know, they just go too far. That was one shot um, yeah. from somebody, and that, that's gonna be uh, at some point. It's gonna be thoroughly examined. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, <laughs> it was uh, the, uh, apparently there was other shots fired. They haven't verified that yet, but mm. there was also a lot of noise going on that might have sounded like shots, windows, glass breaking. But they, they actually found two um, live pipe bombs, too. Yeah. That I were, that too. they were, uh, you know, they were ready to go. Yeah. So what's, the, what's the word emergency service uses when they're a dud? They're inert. They were not inert. <laughs> I don't know the opposite of inert. Yeah, though. I don't know that one either. <laughs> we need an ESU guy to tell us what the word yeah, is. Yeah. Hey, Mimi's asking us if, uh, as a seasoned officer, do you feel the shooting was justified just because you just can't walk into the Capitol? You I know, think, okay, go ahead. You know, I think we're thinking about the, like, when you think about the White House, I think we think about the security surrounding the White House, and we have this vision of that anybody who would breach a certain level, they have levels, you can't be, we'll, we'll be get shot. Mm -hmm. And that's because the president's in there. Um, as far as the Capitol goes, I don't think that they have, um, you know, that, that type of a level uh, of, of given to them. Of course, as yeah. Far as, yeah, so right. uh, just breaching the Capitol, apparently, from watching video and, and, and pictures with the officers there, you know, talk, it seems like they're in a conversation yeah. with some of the people that breached it initially. 
Uh, I don't think that you can like shoot on sight, put it right. that way. Right. I don't think so either. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that was my first thought, you know, being uh, in NYPD and you know how, when there's a shooting, there's a lot of scrutiny going on. It's like, you know, is it a good shooting? Is it a bad shooting? My immediate thought was like, oh my God, how is this officer? Like, I wonder how this is going to turn out for this officer. You know, um, I'm not, I do not think you're allowed to just shoot upon entry either. And the person had no weapon, the person, you know, that, I, I that think could be a problem. Yeah. They were standing in a, she was standing, the woman was standing in a group of people. Mm -hmm. And I hate seeing the woman, I'd rather say a name because she, she, she's deceased, but yeah. Uh, I think it was Ashley. Ashley, yes, I believe that's right. So she was standing in a group of people, which leads me to believe that that she wasn't the the, the target of that round. Mm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Possible. Maybe yeah. there was somebody else near her. So it was. Um, someone someone on the chat is saying the video showed her trying to break glass and enter the chamber, which is when one of the officers opened fire, oh, yeah. wounding her. So All right. you know. It's yes. a, like it's a different story. I remember when Obama was president, one guy got into the White House and Obama that. was there. And I was like, that's a shoot on sight thing. Yeah. You know, because you're protecting the president. You're and you don't, you president. don't know what this yeah. guy's yeah. intentions are. They're not good. Ooh. He Ooh. just broke into the White House, you know? Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, it is possible that because the vice president was in the room that it was the same type of situation. It's possible. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I wonder where all the congressmen ran to. They said there's little tunnels. They can go to these yes. little these little rooms and hide like yeah. the weasels. Most of them are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Too. Where's they my room? Where's my safe room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. no one said I might get killed one day. You know. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. That's right. <laughs> defund, don't defund. Yeah, I changed boy. my mind. Prior <laughs> to this whole, this whole, uh, as we were leading up to what was supposed to happen yesterday, and eventually did, which was the electoral college votes being uh, made public, and the, the you know up up until that point, Biden or any president for that matter is the projected winner. After yesterday, they are the the next president. Right. So I forget my point right now. Fuck. <laughs> eh. What know. were we talking about? Talk <laughs> we're talking about the events um, that oh. happened yesterday. Oh, they, there were the senators and congressmen. Like, for example, um, Pelosi's house was vandalized. Yes. So was the uh, first senator to come out and say that he was gonna challenge the electoral vote. His house, Hawley is his name. Mm. His house was vandalized. Okay. And there was a couple of other, um, you know, what are they vandalizing? Well, his, he was actually, he had a group of people in front of his house with his wife and I don't know whether she's pregnant or they just have a baby there, but um, he wasn't home. And you have all these people outside screaming and yelling. It's It's gotta be a scary situation. Yeah. It's the first time that I can remember politicians being, uh, you know, harassed at their homes. Well, you know, yeah. these days, anyone can find out where you live, you know? That's true. As cops, we were like, it was like a sacred thing. You didn't tell anyone where you lived, you know? <laughs> exactly. But now anyone could find out if you're on the internet, and most of us are, mm -hmm. anyone can find out where you live, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
It happens all the time. Yeah, and and the same with politicians. It's it's should be that's being shown too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. again, I don't agree whether it's Democrat or Republican. Anyone damaging or getting in their face or you know uh, doing anything violent to these people that's ridiculous you know yeah, yeah. peaceful protesting but i think that we're not sure as a as a country or, and as a media uh what and as a republican or a democrat we're not sure what peaceful protesting is <laughs> well peace, really I, not. I agree you know Peaceful protesting is something that doesn't make the news media a cycle. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time there was a protest of any sort. I, I remember when I first came on the job and going to um, pro-life uh, rally. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like you had one side of the street was um, pro-life. The other side of the street was anti-abortion. And the camera, you know, everybody would be with their own group and talking. And then all of a sudden, people, the news would show up and they would set up their cameras and they would go, okay. And then everybody, (laughs) and then they would go to the other side, go, and then they would pack up and leave. And then the demonstration was over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they warmed up on us. (laughs) Didn't they? They, they? Didn't it always seem like they were warming up on you? Yeah. Like, and you're like, well, I have nothing to do with this. I'm not, <laughs> you have no idea what I feel. Am I pro-life, pro-choice, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a, a big part of why, why I believe that, that, that these protests always end up getting violent or, uh, you know, destructive is it's almost like social media. Everybody puts up posts, but, but you really want to see how many people like it and how many people talk, you know, you have to be noticed. It has to be recognized. And, you know, if, if, if it's not loud and destructive, like Bill said, it's not making the news. And, and, and that's the actual goal, it seems like, in most of these things. Well, I think, you know, social media can also, like, jack up the crowd, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of these things are organized on social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Everyone knows what's going on. And then, you know, same thing with like, we, uh, you saw it in when we were on the police department where they could have instant parties and 300 people would show oh, up yeah, just by someone yeah. on Facebook or Instagram saying party under the bridge at blah, blah, right. blah. You're like, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it put is. it in a larger uh, thing. And uh, all right, we're having a huge protest at the White House. We want uh, to at least, you know. Yes. People well, mobilize. Uh, Mimi brings up a good point. She says, what about all the cops that go home with their cars in their driveway? And if obviously that doesn't really happen too much in New York City Mm -hmm. or in the boroughs, but you're in New York, we were lucky we even got a car. But if you're one of these cops in a rural in a rural neighborhood and you come home and, you know, you park your your cruiser in, you know, in your driveway or God forbid you know, they come in to bother your house or you're over your gumada's house for the, you know, a couple hours. And the next thing you know, they're bothering your gumada when she's not home. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't want that to happen. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and definitely. <laughs> and, and whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> messing with my girl's house, man. Yeah. That's a problem. That's definitely a problem. <laughs> Al, going back to, you know, your paper about common sense and where we go in 2021 just give us some of your recommendations as as to you know first of all how horrible 2020 was and you know you can't talk about 2020 without 
the pandemic, which has caused Absolutely. so much of this. And, but where do, we, where do we go from here? You know, well, um, we need we need government that that and, and, and administration and police departments and, you know, local government, big government that makes common sense decisions, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned probably about four or five different uh, points within within the article. I started out with the simple, you know, COVID thing. When COVID came out or when it hit the U.S. in February, March, masks, gloves, everybody needs masks, gloves. Why didn't they, why didn't the government send out or why hasn't the government even to this point, because they're still saying mask, send everybody mask, you know? I know that it may not have been available in the beginning, but at some point it became, masks became readily available. Why didn't they send everyone a mask, just like they sent every one of us a tax bill? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, come on. I mean, it makes sense, right? If you get a refund, you get two dozen masks. If you're not getting a refund, buy your own mask. (laughs) You you mentioned that, doctor. Common sense. uh, How about about this? In New York City, um, the police officers are not being offered the vaccine uh, frontline workers. Yes. So that's a problem. That's an interesting point that you bring up because yeah. you know it leads us right into this. It's like, what do you know? I mean, come on, man. Okay, <laughs> uh, you say we're going to defund the police. We don't want them dealing with uh, the homeless anymore. We don't want them dealing with um, EDPs, EDPs, or or uh, the drug licks, the drug addicts, jobs that nobody else wanted. That's why we were saddled with them. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to do it. So you're not going to give us the vaccine, but in the meantime, we still have to do it. Exactly. There's no other thing in place yet. Exactly. Vaccine the freaking these cops if they <laughs> want it, because that was another thing they were going to make it mandatory. Yeah. For law enforcement, and that you can't have what I, I don't believe in mandatory anything. I agree. Uh, if if the I police agree. officers want to get the vaccine, they should be entitled to get it with the frontline workers because they're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. But I I think that shows the disdain coming right from the governor of New York state against the police, because he hasn't been police friendly his whole time. He he evidences that by releasing cop killers all the time, you know, with uh, bail reform and now not giving cops the vaccine first. Yeah, it, that it is totally no. It makes no sense at all. New York is so far behind on giving out the vaccine, and I think it's partially because if you want to get the vaccine, you got to go drive up to Cuomo's house, and he comes out and gives it to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever since he get won that, out. ever since he won that Emmy, he thinks that like he's, he's oh, yeah. all that. You know, he's big time now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's a whole different situation. But you know, it's funny you brought that up, Mark, because. When I first heard that, the first thing that came to my mind, and, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, is the photograph of the police officer being screamed at by a protester, and he's just standing there. I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen that, that, that yeah. picture. Yeah. And she's right in his face. And I'm like, my God, doesn't this person deserve to have some kind of protection? I mean, of course, now in this current day, they would have a mask on, but still... We police officers deal with people regularly, you know. So my whole thought is this. Anyone who has to go to work when the local government says that there's a shutdown, everyone stays home. 
should get the, should be in round one, in my opinion. Anyone who cannot just stay home should be part of that because you're going out there. So that includes bus drivers if the yeah. buses are still running, train operators if the trains are still running, the people in supermarkets. I mean, I remember going through the 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 shutdown that we had in New York and I go to the supermarket and these people are there working every single day. I know, so, I know, I thought of that too. You know, shouldn't they get the vaccine in the first round because they're out there regardless of what happens. Absolutely. I've, they I've worked every, I worked every single day since, uh, since this happened. MC audio says, um, they'll never NYPD should really take a hard look at Anna Moan's article. Heck, bring it on board, bring them back on board as a consultant, which, um, I agree with, but I don't think they would ever do because I mean, it was, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Bill Cannon coming to speak at the homicide course. I used to coordinate it. And um, we were in charge of putting together our speakers. And when it came time to, and by, at this time, I wasn't really uh, friends with Bill yet. I had met him on a couple of occasions when he stormed into the 2-6 squad and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> he used to wear this, this Popeye Doyle fisherman's hat. He'd come in with his over, you know, that long trench coat thing. Mm. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think, um, I don't think they would want to hear from him because he's going to educate everybody and school everybody. And uh, these people, they don't, they don't want to be reminded that they don't know everything. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the problem from government to the police department to, to probably many other bureaucracies that, that, that exist throughout, you know, it's, it's just like, it's there. Everybody wants to be able to like write their own book at the end because they're doing it their way. You know what I mean? Like they're not willing to learn from the past or 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 get input from other people. It's like my way or no way. Right. You know. Well, you know, Al, you Bad mentioned um, you mentioned community policing and that we need to get back to community policing, and I, yeah. I agree with that at a certain level. But uh, there always has to be the cops that are the 10% that are making the arrests, that are doing the real, you know, the real hard work out there, the yes, work that yes. not everyone wants to do. And community policing, you know, it has its place, shaking hands, kissing babies, and being mm -hmm. out there and, you know, being ambassadors with the community. And that, right. that definitely is needed, you know? It's a good thing, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is a good thing because if something's going to happen, if there's going to be a, a riot, if there's going to be... Uh, something going on in the community you need those you know community affairs officers right. community policing officers that are out there every day interacting with the community and not necessarily locking people up maybe right. the, maybe the cops that are locking people up oh those are the bad cops we know well, them as the good cops but they, they are the good cops yeah but the community <laughs> might think oh no that guy likes to lock people up yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and they may get that reputation but absolutely but you know i think that even politicians fail, fail to realize that the cops out there making the arrests are what enables people to be safe. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 and that's one of the things I, I talk about in, in John Jay, because you'd be surprised how many students I have in John Jay that want to be cops and they hate cops. And I'm like, how is this doesn't make sense to me? Right. But, but their whole mindset is they're going to get in and change the world. And I understand that, but I explained to them, listen, Policing 
is not a light touch industry (laughs) in general in general there has to be police officers that are going to go out there and go toe-to-toe with the criminals hand-to-hand what gun-to-gun it has to be that and when that happens society or these communities need to understand listen this was necessary this was a part of making our lives easier making our lives better safer you know, and a lot of people, they just don't want to see that side of it. You know? I, we, we, we talked about the arrest that warrants made during a demonstration. Okay. And it was like a textbook arrest. And de Blasio was like, oh, my God, that was horrible. <laughs> and we all looked at it like, no, it was beautiful. It was perfect. That was exa- they used almost no force. Right. And they scooped the guy up and, and no one got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's the mayor's saying, oh, I didn't like the way that looked, you know. <laughs> Is it doesn't always look pretty, man. No, it doesn't always look pretty when you got a person that's resisting or doesn't want to go. You know, it comes time to put 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 hands on people, and and that's another thing I tell my students. Listen, all of you guys thinking about going into law law enforcement, men and women, make sure you understand that you're going to have to put your hands on people every once in a while, and you better know what you're doing. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm, if any of your students are tuning in tonight, I'm going to educate them on something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I think you still need the two years of college to get on the NYPD. Yes. yes. Um, and most of the people that get on, or at least a lot of them, have four years. So now you're screaming at somebody and yelling at somebody and telling them their family, "I hope your kids die of cancer." And that guy is a col- that person is a college graduate. Mm-hmm. They're not a blue collar schmuck. Um, they're, they're not, uh, that's a college graduate you're talking to right now. Mm-hmm. And another thing is you talked about community policing, but unfortunately, when it comes down to these protests that we've been having over the summer, um, these people, the agitators, they come from out of state. Yes. So it doesn't matter whether you're a cop of the month. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody in your command and your precinct, they know you. Hey, look, there goes Dr. You know, Dr. Al. What's up, Dr. Mm-hmm. Al? And meanwhile, now you get hit in the head with a brick. Not to be confused with Reverend Al. Yes, please. <laughs> My point is this. These, these people, these, these young cops that came on the job in the beginning of the summer and had to work every single day when they went to work, they were working some type of riot shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. They might have gone through the academy with, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to show them this, that, and the other. Yeah. And when you're out there for the third, fourth, fifth day, um, <laughs> you get hit with a brick, somebody kicks you, somebody spits on you. Yeah. The next thing you realize is that these people on my right and my left that are wearing the same uniform that I have, I'm wearing, this is all that I have right now. Exactly. It's us against them. I can't differentiate between who's a good protester and who's a bad right now. Mm-hmm. And the same way they can't tell who's a good cop and who's a right. bad. Right, and I can, right. they don't believe that I'm on their side. Absolutely. So I got to be with my, somebody hit me in the head with a brick. I don't know who it is. Right. Don't they know how good I am? <laughs> so either quit or join the <laughs> ranks and be one of the troops. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These are the ones that are going to protect you, not them. These people you're leave right. you alone. You're going to get killed. Right. The same people you're trying you're right. to, you know, espouse to. Exactly, exactly. That... That point is so hard to get across to people who just don't know, who who have you know obviously the civilians 
that yeah. have never been in our shoes, man. They just, you just don't get it. As much as I'm black and I'm African-American, I'm like, yeah, power to the people. At a certain point, I'm not black, kind of. Like, yeah, from I, white I have to be blue. From white people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you got somebody white on Black Lives Matter yelling at you. <laughs> exactly. About, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You know? It's, 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 <laughs> It's a strange, it's a strange dynamic, but it's real. It's They're real. yelling and, at you, and, and telling, you, telling you, you don't know about racism. They're yelling right. at you, you don't exactly. know about oppression. A, a white privileged person. <laughs> yes. Telling you, you don't know about oppression. Yes. Because you're a police officer. You're part exactly. of the, they're telling you, you're part of the problem. I'm the problem. I'm the Uncle Tom, you know? Do you have, Al, do you ever get from the, from uh, other black people that you're a sellout? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have a story from the first day I started. Now, now I started pre-merge. So I started in transit. And I worked in District 3, which is in Washington Heights and Harlem. So I go outside with my brand new uniform, shiny shield, nice leather. And I go out there and I'm thinking everybody's going to love me. They're going to be like, yes, a brother <laughs> in uniform. Yes. You know, yes, brother, do your thing. You know, right. I go out there and they're, they're like, you fucking sell out. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. We're going to find out where you live. You, you sell out. Uncle Tom, I'm like, holy shit. Let me tell you, I did six months in uniform and never got back in uniform again for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. Man. Hey, tra transit was a tough, tough job. Too, transit man. was tough. Man. Is a tough job. That was, yeah. is. I want to give a shout out to Duty Ron. Duty Ron has a uh, a podcast also on YouTube. He's got 21,000, almost 22,000 subscribers. Mm. And he's helping Mark and I boost up our YouTube um He's actually a lot of his fans are coming to see police off the cuff now. And that yeah. we're very thankful for him to help us out. There's so much more to this than being funny and talented. There's a lot of uh, technique to this, believe it or not, with algorithms and doing the I can't even explain it. You have to be a computer genius how to build an audience. But I want to thank Duty Ron for helping us uh, do that and bringing some of his fans over to our show. And Duty Ron, if you want. I probably can guarantee you that uh, Dr. Al would probably love to come on your show too. <laughs> Absolutely. Just yeah. Your call, Duty Ron. <laughs> uh, I'll share yeah. his info with you. What All are right. the classes that you teach, uh, John Jay? Um, I teach research methods and statistics, one of the most boring classes. But I also teach uh, criminal justice theory and policy, where we go into the policies and the theories behind it. And I teach a uh, introduction to the American criminal justice system. And my favorite class I teach is a capstone class, which is for seniors, which they allow me to teach whatever I want. Oh, that's great. That's one of my favorite classes, yeah. What is your opinion on bail reform? Oh, New York bail reform. That's in the article too, but I didn't touch that too much. I think it's, I think the idea behind it, the idea, the ideology of it, is good, but the way it's the way it's occurring in New York City is atrocious. It's it's unbelievable. I can't imagine being a cop today and making collars, knowing that these people are going to be out before you even 
finish your paperwork. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's 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 a backwards scheme. You know, it just doesn't make sense. But you know, Doctor Al, one of the things is in that people. I was also in academia too. I taught for ten and a half years, okay. and one of the things is they think that they can transition into community corrections, yes. which basically is to have the person be supervised within the community. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good idea for some crimes, but for not some. for all yes, crimes. You yes, know? yes. Serious crimes, they have to be punished. Exactly. You know, exactly. The guy and, who and knocks out an old lady, you know, he shouldn't be coming out the next day. No, he should not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know what? I heard this and I'm not one on propaganda or, or anything, but I heard that the reason bail reform has come about and the reason why they're letting every, everybody out of Rikers Island is because certain people, including maybe the mayor, have a strong interest in shutting down Rikers Island because they wanna use that land to, to develop into you know, some great place. And all of this that doesn't make sense to most is being done so that they'll have less people to place after they shut down Rikers Island. Absolutely. They want I that don't piece know if that of land. Makes sense. Yes. yes. They want yes. that piece yes. of land that's worth a fortune. Sounds yeah. completely logical to me. It it does. It does. It, it really like, does. They're sitting, you know what's funny about um the projects is that they're all kind of sort of close to the water. Yes. Manhattan. And the reason why that was was because they were building them the the sewage systems and the way the water ran and all this other stuff uh, drinking mm -hmm. water it wasn't uh, the way it is now so that the closer you got to the water the more it smelled mm. okay. you know what I'm saying yeah that's yeah. why all the and now now you know, that's prime like, real estate in the Rockaways <laughs> you got projects that are literally like looking over Rockaway Beach yes yes you know what yes. I'm saying so yeah. it's like uh, now they and, want and the land back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, remember uh, that? Remember that plan? The officer next door. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. Like, yeah. yeah, I do we're remember. We're that. gonna put you in the <laughs> shoot them up projects, but yeah. it's only two hundred a month. Exactly. You're gonna exactly. be the officer next door. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna be. No thanks. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, where I worked in in the uh, Lower East Side, we had a lot of homicides in the Lower East Side. And there's a lot, matter of fact, that's where the most projects are in New York uh, City, uh, or in the Lower East Side. Except they and, not know the two three is has the oh, most. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. All right. But I know I, well, the seventh. They have a lot of the them. Seventh, in the seventh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, we would go to some of these projects. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing a canvas or whatever. And you, you go into some of these apartments, and you, the view that they have is like all three bridges. Right, on, a million on, dollar on, view. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, like. Wow, these big, humongous apartments, three-bedroom apartments with this view and about. I'm like, wow. Al, did you walk into that apartment that had the three pit bulls? And they said, "Oh, don't worry, Brutus, Beelzebub, and they don't. They, he does, they don't bite." And you they say, bite. "Put them, exactly. put them in the bathroom, lock them in the bathroom, because exactly. they like the way I taste, right?" <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yes. That that happened. They had those often. big chains on their neck. I was like, that just yeah. that's intimidating, you know. <laughs> yep. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, we got a lot of people tonight, man. Oh yeah, that's good. People, yeah, people talking amongst themselves. Oh, uh, Duty Duty on. Ron wants to know where you worked. Uh, he, uh, 
Dr. Al worked in Manhattan South Homicide. Yes, Manhattan South Homicide, and I was a hostage negotiator as well. Besides, he's got all these credentials. He's ready to go. Yeah, I got all these credentials. Have have gun, will travel. (laughs) Uh, Gemma, Journey Grace, he's a friend of uh, Duty Runs. Mm-hmm. What did she say here? She says, uh, gets meaning. She says something here. You know, we're, we're, we're definitely uh, having a lot of South Homicide. We had Irma. Uh, yes. Irma's always on our show all the time. Yes, yes, and she yes. was on duty, Ron, last night. Irma. Oh, was she? Every time Irma goes on a show, they want to fire me and Mark and, and keep <laughs> Irma. <laughs> she is a great person, man. Great. I, I, I love that woman. She, yeah, she's, she's excellent. A good, good person. Yeah. Yep. Everybody so, loves Irma. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here it goes. Uh, Gemma Journey Grace. I think it's a shame police don't get as much support and praise as they should get. You're here to protect people, and the media makes all the police out to be bad. Yeah. True. Well, they need stories. You know, unfortunately, the news cycle right now is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with the news cycle right now once uh, Trump is officially out of office. <laughs> Uh, because it's going to get boring. Yeah. And, um, when it gets boring, you know, the news media, regardless of who you are uh, and how much they wanted you in, they're going to forget. Mm-hmm. And once all this goes away, and Joe Biden's all settled in and there's nothing going on, guess what's going to happen? They're going to go, uh, whatever happened to that case where his son was taking money from, <laughs> you know? And they're going to look <laughs> into let's, it let's dig into this and now. it's going to be brought back up somehow, and they're going to start investigating it, and stories will pop up, you know? Yeah, so Very possible. Yeah, you could have that job if you're asking me. So, Dr. Al, what do you, yes. what do you see for 2021 for policing? Uh, for policing, uh, well... We we're still gonna have De Blasio and 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 uh, Cuomo, so not much is gonna change there. I think um, we're gonna slowly see the department creep back up to normal numbers. Um, you know, they even though they canceled a few classes, they did put a, two classes in since then. Um, I think it's I think it's still I think we still have some difficult times with police in the community. I still see that. I still see crime rising because they took away anti-crime and plain yeah. clothes. That is essential to crime fighting in New York City, period. I we talk about that. We talk about that all the time, how yeah, uh, important I mean, that is. That's going to be a problem. And I think what I think, and not that I want this to happen, but I think there's going to be some kind of big case, some kind of big shooting or Almost like like uh, when the uh, kid got got shot in the stroller, and that was big news. There's going to be something like that that's going to happen. That's going to straw that broke the camel's back. Yes, and that's going to happen, and that's going to make everything everybody rethink everything. No, Doctor Al, we always call that the Brian Watkins moment. Do you remember Brian Watkins? No, I don't. He was the tourist from Utah that came here with his family to watch the U.S. Open, and he was stabbed to death in Times Square subway. Yes. And that made crime in New York City all of a sudden everyone was like, this has to stop right. now. Right. You know? Yeah, that began the, okay, enough is enough. Unfortunately, right now, um, we had a bunch of, you know, the, all the people with the money have fled. That's true. And That's true. Because as a result of COVID. So now you got the people with the money that fled. And if they don't come back, 
if we don't get back to using the commercial real estate in New York City and people go back to their offices, which I think is going to happen. And, you know, I, I always think it's just because, uh, you know, men who work in these places and had that gig where they traveled a bit, you know, now you're home right. for a year. <laughs> And you know you 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 you're skyping your gumad, you know you're like listen, I'm get back soon. I'm just waiting to get back to work. You know everything's gonna be alright. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> these guys gotta get back to work, man. They gotta. So the road trips, you know, yeah. this vaccine better get out there, man, because this guy's out here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Is, is the is the mayoral election 2021 or 2022? I I, I believe it's 2022. Okay, so then why don't you, uh, what do you think of some of the people that are rearing their heads up uh, uh, in the race? It doesn't seem so promising, does it? No, no. Hopefully more more come into play. Um, I know we have the uh, the guy in Brooklyn. His, his name escapes me. Eric, Eric Adams. Eric Adams, yeah. Um, not a, even though a retired captain? Not yes. friendly to the police. Not police does not like the police at all. At all. Yes, I, I I think the situation would end up being even worse than than De Blasio, as far as the police officer are concerned. Yeah. Um. I'm isn't not that sure. isn't that something to say? A retired captain. I know. Hates the know. police. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's it's difficult. Um. Sad. Sad yeah, situation. Very sad. Very sad. So hopefully yeah. we get some more people that are interested. Perhaps Dr. Porcher. He's he seems to be very uh, <laughs> we love Darren. <laughs> <laughs> he is like the celebrity. Oh, forget about it, man. He, ne he never met a camera he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. He's I good love guy. Darren, man. Yes. He's great. He's, yeah, he's been a guest on the show a few times, man. Oh, he's, has he? he's, yeah, he's um he's the real deal, man. Yeah. Yes, he he's is. Good so many times yeah. that people are going, enough, enough. <laughs> He's solid. He's yes. solid in my book. Yes. Yes. You know, as a New Yorker, we um, we have this. Uh, you know, you could read somebody real well. Yes. You could tell whether they're full of shit right off the bat. Right. right, right. And when somebody, you know, is like, "All right, he's good." You know, you. That's it. That's all yeah. you need. To know. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And he's funny. You yeah, know, he is. He is. I think. Um, <laughs> I think the next, depending on where it goes, if you were planning on running for mayor and you are a Republican right now. Yeah. Um, you, this might be your time because that's when Giuliani came up. Mm, yes, yes. You know, because you need someone who's tough on crime because that's, that's what's needed right now. Yeah. And unfortunately the Democrats are usually more socially based. I'll just keep it like that. As, you know? as, <laughs> yeah. As, as, as time goes by, uh, and we everybody's vaccinated and businesses start opening up. If it doesn't really like, you know, steamroll back, which it won't mm -hmm. into what it used to be. Right. Uh, somebody's going to steal Broadway. I have a feeling like these shows on Broadway are going to move. They'll move mm -hmm. to Texas. They'll move. The, the new Broadway will be in Texas or be wow. in Nashville or, wow. or be in somewhere else. You know, that'll be Broadway. Yeah. That would be and, uh, a big loss for the city. Yeah. Oh, huge. That'd be huge. Yeah. That'd be it almost. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really sure like whether uh, the Blasio, the mayor, you know, he's done yet, you know, destroying. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and they're going to have to rename Lincoln Center. They don't like Lincoln anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they're going to name that. 
I mean, man, oh, if I man. get the one vision I have in in, in uh, is is De Blasio dancing with his wife on New Year's Eve on that stage, oh, yeah. in Times Square, man. There's nothing uh, you can't paint the better picture, man. <laughs> Could yeah. one man, could yeah. one man make everybody flee a city? You know what that Mark, you know what that reminded me of? Remember when Governor Christie went to the beach? He was sitting on the beach, oh, real yeah. fat, just with his daughter or son, someone, <laughs> and the beach was closed, but he went there anyway. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of yeah. with the Blasio dancing. Why would the wife. beach close again? I forget. I what forgot why it was closed. They closed yeah, the I don't remember. for some reason. Yeah. They, remember it was closed for some reason. All yeah. the and he goes to the beach and he's like, this Well, it was big, a private beach. Yeah, this big whale laying on the beach, you know. Uh, that <laughs> they were closed. Up, that picture pops up in memes everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. Fun, that's a funny he's picture. All the time. Yeah, 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 that's great, man. Yeah. That is the one in the, him in the baseball uniform. Oh, yeah, that one is funny too. Yep. I mean, who touched the shirt when you got a, a fupa like that? <laughs> yeah. A fupa. Let the shirt hang out, man. What the That's fuck it, definitely. You know, it's like he was, and he was a big, he's a big Springsteen fan. Uh -huh. And he was, a, he's a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh -huh. He would actually sit in Jerry Jones's box when the Dallas played the Giants. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to explain who I'm a fan of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, you're a fan of who you're a fan. And speaking of fans, uh, here you go. The oh, message nice. got the door. Wow. <laughs> uh, we got the best shortstop in Major League Baseball today. Uh, are they still around, the Mets? Yeah, well, are they still around? <laughs> They're still owner, in New York. They haven't left yet. <laughs> the, the owner, their new owner, Stephen Cohen, happens to be the richest owner in baseball, my friend. Oh, he just okay. got, he just got this guy Lindor, um, who's the best shortstop in baseball that the Yankees probably wanted or everybody mm -hmm. else. The Mets are on their way, my friend. Okay, all right. Uh, and, and before we go, because we, we're hitting the uh, over an hour mark, I just let me see. I called Christy once. When he filled in on WFAN, guy is actually a good radio host, and that's from MC Audio. I oh, think uh, I agree. I think I think Christie's a, a swell guy. To be honest with you, seems like a regular guy. Hey, know? listen, if I lived on a private beach, I'd freaking go out there. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Juan <laughs> Marie says, "Oh no, you just killed it, Mark." And who uh, uh, best shortstop of the Mets has been Ray Ordonez. Yeah, well, Ray Ordonez couldn't hit himself out of a wet paper bag. This guy could hit Lindor, so we were <laughs> on way. Ray Ordonez was good, though. Uh, uh, doctor, man, I appreciate yes. you taking the time out to spend with us tonight. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Been Would a you, pleasure. Could you hang out for a second while we pitch uh, our Patreon page here? Sure, no problem. Bill, you want to... Oh, wow, I get to pitch it. And, well, you know, I, Dr. Al, I also want you to know that we know your expertise is vast and varied. We didn't even scratch the surface. So you have an open invitation to come back okay, uh, on the right. show because I, I know. Quickly promote my book. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> the person. Well, well, I, I had promised. The personal yeah. side of policing. Yes. This is a book for anyone who is going into law enforcement, whether it be you, your nephew, your cousin, your son, your daughter read this book. It gives a lot of insight on the realities of being a law enforcement officer. This is this this book was written for my John Jay students because they always had a million questions for me. So I put the answers in here and said here, you know, buy the book. That's, <laughs> That's great. I saw that in Dr. Porch's backpack. 
Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. That's what, what else you got there? Now that's a what's, what's your other book? This is a book I wrote when I first retired. And I wrote this because working in the Lower East Side, I dealt with a lot of young um, people who were just lost. And all they needed was a little direction. All they needed was, was a mentor or someone that took the time to sit down and talk to them and, 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 and just guide them in the right direction. So this book is about um, staying focused on your plans, staying out of trouble um, and, and just reaching for the stars. So this is a motivational empowerment type of book that I wrote. You know, Al, that's why I said we could do a whole show just on that. <laughs> and sure. we really could. They are both available on Amazon. Uh, so you can just look up the name or look up my name and they'll both come up. Um, they're only, I think, $10 a piece and uh, it's even cheaper for the, for the Kindle version, but they are available on, on Amazon. So, and I, I'm working on so many different things. Um, I have a great workshop that I take to, to minority communities and it's called How to Positively Interact with Law Enforcement. And I go there and I, and, and, and I talk to groups of youth and adults on, on how to lower the, the stress level of the situation when you get stopped by the police, whether it be a street stop or a car stop. And, you know, I just go into a few things that people just don't realize, you know, that raises the stress level in the police confrontation. And right. as we've seen in, in, you know, throughout the years, sometimes that doesn't end up properly. So, you know, it that, Al, that's so important. Imagine, you, you know, you could get to a couple of thousand kids a year. That would definitely that would make great. Yes. Yeah. That would definitely yes. make a difference. You know, yeah. Yeah. definitely so. would. So uh, now that we let Al promote, <laughs> Sorry <about that. laughs> promote his books. No, no, I'm glad <laughs> you did. We, 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 we want everyone to make money, including okay. us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we want you to. Uh, so so to, we, have, we have a Patreon. And right now we have, we're, we're building it every week. We got 40 people that pay to see us every week. We give them extra programming. And the first level, which costs $7 a month, is called The Bucket. And that's why it's only seven, because you're in the bucket. The second one, which costs nine a month, is called Polish My Rack. And there's actually a picture of my rack that you can polish, and that's nine bucks. And the premier tier, $11, is dipped in butter. And we're not going to tell you what you should dip in butter, but we go over that during this show. And that's $11 a month. So if you like the material, you know, please join our Patreon Mark and I have been eating bologna sandwiches. We'd like to eat ham and maybe graduate to steak one day. But thank you so much for joining. Also, again, I want to shout out to Duty Ron, who is helping us uh, get a lot of new fans onto our YouTube channel. Please hit the subscribe button if you like this stuff. Mark and I are both stand-up comics. We used to be anyway before COVID hit, and we hope to get back to that. But as you can see, there's a little tinge of humor to this show, or hopefully a lot of humor. But there's also a lot of seriousness, and we cover some great topics. And all the fans of Duty Ron that are coming over to watch our show, thank you so much. And again, hit the subscribe button. And that's about all I want to uh, plug, Mark. You got anything else you want to plug? No, well, I just wanted to say that you have a great show on our Patreon where you go through your step-by-step through real crime uh, cases with fantastic detectives and they get a lot of people of a big there's so many fans of that and um you know you're killing me in that 
but I also have a show and where it's a one-on-one show. And um, what I do is since I've been a comedian for a long time, I have my comedian friends come on now and we talk about a lot of stuff, but we also have a segment called Ask a Cop where um, I basically answer all the stupid questions that I get from civilians. Uh, <laughs> they ask me all the time. And uh, the show's funny and you get to meet really great comedians and or actors or um, just personalities, you know, that have some tie in to uh, to law enforcement. And uh, I got a new one that's um, uh, Chrissy Mayer. She's uh, <laughs> she's a piece of work. She's on Compound Media. She was down actually in Washington. We started with the show with that. And um, I talked to her before she actually left. She has a great podcast called The Wet Spot. Uh, that's the one I'm going to drop. The one I just dropped uh, is uh, Casey Aurora. He's my partner in the, in the commercials that we do, the Optimum commercials. He's a fantastic comedian. Today, I interviewed Harris Stanton, uh, another great comic. He was actually in the vehicle with Tracy Morgan, Artie Fuqua, um, Jimmy Mack, Uncle Jimmy Mack that passed away. But uh, he, he goes through what happened in that accident. They got hit by a Walmart truck when they were in a limousine, uh, some type of... Um, stretch limo and it's pretty it's pretty harrowing experience and uh, he's a comic he's a former baseball player so all the episodes are, are insightful they're funny um you're getting a lot of content for your buck if you join our patreon hey this has uh, been a great experience with dr al dr al uh, on yes. linkedin would you just um message me your phone number too sure yourself so because i it's easy yep. for me to send stuff as okay. a text then yeah we want to add your link for the books onto our um, when we put when we post this uh, post this up on um okay on youtube so that's one of the fans uh one of the people tuning in actually mentioned that if you could uh add the link yes that'll be perfect yes i'll i'll add the link perfect and also all of this can be found on my personal website a titus consulting one word.com you'll see the link for the books and everything else that i'm doing all right, man. Be careful That's out great. there. All right, you guys. Be thank safe. you. Thank you for sitting in with us and giving us your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Dr. Ralph. It's been all, all right. ours, man. Good all night, right. Man. Take good.